0: college baseball fans welcome to episode two of the 11.7 podcast for the 2024 season i think we're getting close to 500 career episodes which is which is a big number um what are we at i don't know i have to look it up but i i remember going into this year we were close to 500 um you know it, it's really funny we actually make all of our stats and everything just widely available to the public like you can see exactly how many downloads we have per episode Probably not the smartest decision as we're going for, you know, some advertisers and sponsors this year. Um, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. But anyways, uh, once we hit, the, did you look it up? What are we at? How'd you know? How'd you know I looked it up? Because you got that little smirk on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're not complaining about Florida State right now. So it had to do with this.
1: Um, 464,000 download, 207 t- career episodes. 207? Oh wow! I'm way off. I was thinking
0: maybe I was maybe I was thinking you we're, thinking we were close thinking half downloads. a
1: million, half
0: a million downloads. Yeah. But whatever. That that's unimportant. People are here to listen about college baseball, and today's show is all going to be about the futures market. And when I say futures market, you might not be a gambler. You might want to gamble, uh, or maybe have no interest at it, like in it at all. It doesn't matter. We're still going to talk a lot about teams um, that we like, players that we like, and so we're not going to be making any bets today, so it's not like we're pressuring you to make a bet, but you might learn a thing or two about this season because we've done a lot of research, and it was fun. It was fun to see FanDuel come out with the Golden Spikes list um, for odds on players to win the Golden Spikes. I wrote an article about it at 11.7.com. You can check it out if you want the written version. But, yeah, FanDuel came out with College World Series winners, um, the odds on those, and Golden Spikes winner, odds on those. And then Bet Rivers came out with probably my favorite futures thing that we've seen in college baseball, and that's just to make the College World Series. Like, will this team make the College World Series? And I want to throw this in here to both Jack and Dimitri. You know that, like, $1,000 bet we're talking about making, you know, futures bet? I think it should go on a – I think it should go to – make the college world series that way when we're in omaha this summer we might have some extra spending money you guys like that or no
2: i'll tell you this much ben there's a reason that they dogpile to win a super regional to just even go to omaha i I think if you take a mid-major at plus 30 to 1 odds to go to omaha you'll dogpile with them i'm all about that idea dude
0: dude, i will make a trip to whatever super regional that's at and jump on that dog pile that's a hundred percent so that is um, something that I think we should consider with our big bet we're going to place. And we'll, we'll pin it to our Twitter profile. We'll make a big thing on our website as well. Uh, but I think we need to focus our energy there. But I could be talked out of it pretty easily. Anyways, you guys want to start? We got three three areas we can talk about. We can talk about to win the whole College World Series first. We can talk about to win the Golden Spikes. Or we can talk about just make it to the College World Series. What kind of odds yeah. do we want to talk about here? Let's,
1: let's, let's do... Um, make the College World Series first, and then that will kind of lead us into who will win the College World Series, and then that will lead us into player of these team, and we can talk a little bit about Golden Spike. You know what, Dimitri, I love that dude. I love that
0: strategy out of you. That's good. So uh, we were kind of joking about this before the show, um, but college baseball is such a copycat league when it comes to not only like way coaches recruit and play style of baseball. Like it seems like once, once one team has success, everybody else follows suit, whether it's with the gorilla ball era or the BB core era with Ray Tanner in South Carolina. Now we're kind of going back to a gorilla ball area, um, area of the game, but so college baseball as a whole is kind of a copycat league. College baseball content is kind of a copycat league. When you think about it now, I mean, everybody, everybody knows, hold on, let me finish this thought before I just completely have word (laughs) diarrhea like we all know like (laughs) baseball america d1 baseball those guys like they're the in-depth like scouts like they can tell you about pretty much every player uh you know you got a couple other ones like college baseball central college baseball hub us and things like that that you know we, we all produce our own content in different ways but for the most part like we're all getting information from coaches or players of these teams and and it feels like everybody is always on like one or two teams to be great, you know, one or two mid-majors to be great. And it never really shakes out that way, right? Besides last year where everybody was on LSU and Wake Forest and it ended up, you know, practically being that. So I say all of this because we might say some things today when we're talking about odds on, like, teams to win the College World Series. Like, we might say UC Santa Barbara plus 9,000, 90 to 1. That doesn't mean we actually think they're going to win the college world series. Like we're just going to kind of skew away from what you're hearing from all other, you know, seven or eight college baseball outlets out there. Like we're going to try to give you information. You're not getting from those guys. Not that we're right or wrong, anything along those lines. We just want to make sure we're giving you different perspective. Um, so I have the odds pulled up here on bet rivers, College baseball gambling is also a huge copycat league. Like I guarantee you, you're like FanDuel <laughs> DraftKings, everybody, they're gonna have to make college to make the college world series odds up within a week. Like they just everybody follows suit. So that Rivers just happens to be the first one. Do you guys have no. it pulled up? Yeah, no, I'm pulling it up. Now. What I was
1: gonna say before was um speaking on um touching up on your copycat idea of college baseball. I would say most sports are pretty copycat, especially like a like fantasy football and all the dynasty and single season and best ball for fantasy football. They say one player is a buy. Everybody starts saying buy. This guy's a buy. This guy's a buy. And then yeah. they say this guy's a sell. He's a sell. Everyone does it. They just regurgitate the same thing over and over each week. Let's just say – I mean, last year um, – Running back for the Chiefs. Oh my God,
0: Isaiah Pacheco.
1: Pacheco, he went off for like a hundred yards and touchdown last week, and he was on most people's waiver wires. And everybody like Isaiah Pacheco, great waiver wire pickup this week. And everyone's like, bro, like nobody. He's not on the waivers anymore. It's like people <laughs> think we feel. What are you talking about? Either waiver at, and a month at. So that part is uh it's annoying in terms of copycat. But I think college baseball is copycat in terms of the skeleton of the content, but the way people produce it and the, you know, the touch on it pretty unique among everybody, all the different outlets and brands. So I would never challenge another brand. Let everybody create content and let the people pick who they like the best. I think that's the most healthy way for um, people to cover sport, create different outlets, similar concept because everyone thinks LSU is the best team in the country or Florida or whatever. Let everybody agree on that. That's fair. But let everybody um, portray or display why they think so in their own unique way. I think that's the most healthy way to cover a sport in in terms of a community.
0: Right. I I mean, I just guarantee you guys, if we came out today and we're like, listen, like Louisiana Tech is the best mid-major in the whole country. Like these guys are freaking (laughs) legit. We had boots on the ground at their scrimmage over the weekend. Like these guys are legit. I promise you, you will see people tweeting – And, like, people following suit and being like, yo, I heard La Tech is, like, the real deal. Maybe we should rank them in the top 25. (laughs) Like, it's just like that kind of thing. I saw it last year with Wright State. I knew barely anything about Wright State other than I, I never watched them play. I knew how they played from the past. And, like, I knew their stats that were out on box scores. Like, I was a big believer in what Wright State does. I didn't watch any of their games on ESPN Plus, but I came out and was like, you know what? Like, I'm putting a future down on Wright State to win this regional. Like, these guys are good. Uh, this and that, and then sure enough, you just see tweets from everybody, <laughs> every college baseball handicapper out there, like Wright State. I love them. Plus fourteen hundred to win the regional. Like this is the team, dude. Like Nobody knew who Wright State was. That's like when what
1: it happened with FanDuel. You were like, here's my five guys. They didn't make the list. Literally less than twenty four hours, those guys were on there, and then I saw a couple of tweet people tweet, "Ooh, I really like." Um, yeah, so nice I really like so and so from wherever, and I was just like, "Hey, Ben Upton, he moves the needle."
2: <laughs> uh, does Ben? I was gonna ask Ben. Does it feel cool to have that much power? I mean, no. you big dick energy all over college baseball's forehead.
0: No, listen, guys, this has nothing to do with me personally. I think they were like, <laughs> "Okay, this guy, he probably has a you know a few people that listen to him. Those five guys are not gonna win the Golden Spike, so yeah,
1: we'll gladly put him <laughs> on
0: there and win their money."
1: like that's probably <laughs> you know you know for a fact some of the south carolina fan put money on ethan petrie just in spite they're like oh my god ethan petrie probably not gonna win just on say a sophomore is probably not gonna win could he yeah he in the sec if you hit well in the sec you played defense fairly well and you're a major part of a top 10 program team you're right there in it you're pro- your name you're probably going to new york for the final so it's not outrageous to say that, but FanDuel would probably like, okay, if we add those guy, we get we pr- we feed off of prey off of their emotions right now at the donation.
0: That's what it is. It had <laughs> nothing to do with me. Like if Kendall Rogers would have said something, or you know Johnny from down the street said something on Twitter, FanDuel would be like, yeah, we'll put odds up. Like, we'll put odds we'll up on Yeah, and you know what's oh. funny? Actually, I know we said we we're gonna start with the um, odds to make the College World Series, but I have a lot of
1: opinions about this Golden Spikes betting. Can I, I have can one, one thing it? before we get into any of this. Okay. Do you guys agree with me? Since everyone's talking about it, it's been on Twitter all day. Of course, it was the AFC NFC Championship yesterday. I had this thought. I was watching the game at a bar yesterday. I had this thought. The Kansas City Chiefs, everybody's tired of seeing Taylor Swift on their screen. Taylor Swift is the Vandy Whistler, and the Kansas City Chiefs are the Vanderbilt Commodore. That's what I equated to. Everyone's sick and tired of hearing the Whistler. Everyone's sick and tired of hearing, hearing ta- or seeing Taylor Swift. So, perfect and perfect comparison. The Chiefs are the Vanderbilt Commodore. Nobody wants to see them win. Nobody likes them for whatever reason, but they just keep on winning. And they just keep putting up that middle finger to everybody. And guess what? The Vandy Whistler is going to keep whistling. Taylor Swift can keep being on your television screen.
0: You need to hurry up and make that graphic because I think that would go mega viral. Because you're right. Like that is the best comparison I've heard in a long time. Like who's the most famous non-college baseball player or coach out there? It's the Vandy Whistler. Everybody knows him. You know, he's got his like group of people that support him. And then, you know, most people hate him. Now I'm not saying Taylor Swift's hated by any means. Like she's probably one of the most But people are so tired of just seeing her after every, you know, every single play, basically. What is she doing in her suite? Like, dude, if I'm watching a football game, I don't care what Taylor Swift's doing. And, I mean, to take a step further, like what makes this comparison great All right. and why, why I love it is because the Kansas City Chiefs are like the best franchise we've seen since the Patriots. Like that's the same thing Vanderbilt was. Like in the early two- 2010s up until
1: like basically they're still, they're still, they're still good. They're still they just good. keep reloading. Yeah. Let me ask you that oh no i forgot my train of thought here was so good it was so good it was so good. i'll tell you
2: if we're going to make that comparison i think that andy reid's going to have to shed a couple pounds to look as good as tim corbin in the uni though i gotta tell you
1: (laughs) yeah tim corbin doesn't go home and eat three cheeseburgers after every game i can guarantee that (laughs) ben what were you just talking about it triggered my train of thought it was so good what were you just talking about
0: um the vandy whistler having his little fan base everybody else kind of hates him uh people are annoyed with him seeing him on tv hearing him on tv uh, let's see, Vanderbilt. The Kansas City Chiefs are the best. Taylor Swift. The Kansas City Chiefs are the best franchise we've seen since the Patriots. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You
1: said something about Taylor. Nobody actually hates her. Um,
0: yeah, I don't think anybody actually hates her. Maybe they do. I don't know.
1: Damn. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Let me ask you that. When AJ McCarron's girlfriend was on TV, that whole national championship, were you mad about that?
0: Uh, I was in like ninth grade, I believe. And no, I loved every bit of it. I mean, I was a 14 year old so, man. Why are we not keeping the same energy here? Well, dude, it was fun to see Taylor Swift like week one, right? Like when she was at the game, it was like, oh, that's cool. Like we get to see her, but fair, for fair. 18 weeks, are you kidding me? I think you got,
2: yeah. I think we're also missing, missing it a little bit. Um, hypothetically when flops are on the ground, in my opinion, Taylor Swift is clearly the Livy Dunn of the college baseball world.
0: Um, Oh, yeah, I forgot about I that like, last I, year. I'll
2: tell you, in in Omaha, being there, she had legitimately eight security guards with her at all times because a <laughs> college baseball, but Omaha has got to be the most dangerous place in the world for Libby Dunn. Like, that's her home and mecca of fans. Dangerous yeah. for her.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think college baseball fans are probably the horniest fan base out of any sport. With, uh, oh, man. Dude. There's
2: 10,000 14 to 16-year-old, and then also 24 saying. to 48-year-old. And, like, uh, what the hell?
1: That's why Aaron Andrews – I mean, no offense. Aaron Andrews probably one of my favorite on-the-ground between-innings reporters in Omaha. I mean, when I think of Rose and Black College World Series, Aaron Andrews is one of the figures that comes up in my memory. But, dude, she, everybody loved her. Everybody loved seeing her walking around the dugouts and on the field. I mean, every, she was the talk of Omaha, Nebraska for that week. It wasn't who would was play, who would win. It with Aaron Andrews is here. I, I actually yeah. forgot she did it for a while in like the two thousands. Yeah. Um But like, I
0: remember players would like try to give her their number. Like they, they were, screaming
1: in the dugout all the time. Yeah. It was smirking in the background. Like, who? Aaron Andrews. Ooh. Aaron, you want to come interview me? Like, yeah, I remember all that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean I don't blame them. Anyways, let's talk. Let's talk Golden Spikes here. Um, here's an idea. You know how we give away like mid-major player of the year winner at the end of the year? We haven't done it. We've we've talked about it for a while, but what if we give away the rubber spikes award? You know, everybody's talking about the golden spikes. We gotta find a way rubber spikes. You know? Like the Okay, but who's who's winning that? Well, we have to figure out what the rubber spikes award is first. I have no clue. But like that's what for non-baseball people out there, like you wear rubber spikes until you turn 13 and then you can put metal spikes on. And then, you know, the golden spikes is kind of a play on that. What could we do for a rubber spikes award? Cause I well, love so that name.
1: Some players actually wear rubber spikes because it doesn't have yeah, like no. same legs. Yeah. Even much. Like some
0: catchers. Catchers wear rubber yeah. spikes. That's a First fun thing as we well. Yeah. Jack was a catcher. Did you wear rubber spikes?
2: I did. Yeah. We went molded. Um, okay. Yeah. I, if we could make it a catcher award or we could just do the uh, rubber spikes award mid major player of the year for us.
0: We could uh we'll we'll get we'll get creative with it. We'll we'll dive we'll deep dive into that. Anyways, let's talk players now. Golden Spikes Award. So obviously, like you didn't even have to like follow college baseball to know who the lead favorite is. Like if you just are on social media between February of twenty twenty three to June of twenty twenty three, like you know who the favorite is. Um I mean he came in third place last year, I believe. Um Dylan Cruz won the award, even though I think Paul Skeen should have won it. I thought he was the most dominant player all year. Who? But oh, Paul, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Paul I, Skeen. I agree. But Jack Caglione last year, I think had. I mean, it was one of the most remarkable seasons we've ever seen. Like thirty, how many homers did he hit? Thirty-two homers, and also had like a four ERA, like Sunday starter, did both ways. Uh, but I mean. Unfortunately, I mean, LSU had a stranglehold on the sport last year, and like obviously, dealing with 33 home RBI,
1: 323 with a 4,3 ERA, 87 punches in 75 innings. I mean, that's a that's a All American year offensively, and then that's just a I mean, in the SEC, a 4-3, 7-4 win, 4-3 ERA, 87 Ks in the SEC. You're probably a, you're you're pushing maybe a second team, third team All SEC on top of a All-American offensive season, that's a slam dunk favorite to win it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think he is kind of a slam dunk favorite to win it this year. Like, if he puts up any numbers, like, remotely close to what he did last year, it's going to be almost impossible for somebody to outplay him, right? Like, it would have to take, like, a 35 homer year or someone to hit 500 in the SEC or ACC. Like, the, we've gotten to the point now where, there's such a pattern to like golden spikes winners that you can, I think really after Bryce Harper won it in 2010, when he was like a junior college player that won it, everybody was like, Whoa, I didn't even know a junior college player could win it. Like, yeah, anybody, any amateur baseball player can win it. Like you can be in high school, play NAIA, JUCO, D3, D2, D1. I mean, it is the best amateur baseball player in the country. So that's a fun fact for a lot of people that are like, Oh, I thought it was just division one.
2: Great
0: question
1: with Mac Clark in New York last year for the um, for the golden spike or you? he no, uh,
0: I, don't even, I don't even so, I think he was a semifinalist yeah I think he got away the so, to yeah.
2: semifinal and they did, yeah they didn't do it I don't, in New York but they did it they did it in omaha like before the final York, college, yeah, like yeah. before the world series so and i think the other really interesting piece of it like if you are going to go bet this prop um to me like Chase it back. Like, this is a Team USA award, too. Like, if you've like gone the stars and stripes, like they're most likely gonna give it to you. I'm not saying that, like, it's almost like being a good college recruiter. But, like, if I recruit a guy, I'm gonna give him the opportunity because I kind of would be right. Team USA is giving this award out. They mm-hmm. want it to be one of their guys that's maybe been wearing their jersey. And to me, that's why Dylan is like, who, by the way, just I mean, he fucks. He fucks so hard. Like, yeah. he's such a good yeah. college baseball player. He had the numbers. But he was also a Team USA player since he was 14. So I think that plays a big part in it as well.
0: Dude, I didn't I even think about that,
2: that.
0: Yeah, that's a great nugget there. I did, I did not even think about it, but you're right. Like Team yep. USA, they give away the award every year. And that, dude, wow, you just changed my whole perspective. I should have wrote about that.
1: So, Look at you. Hey, so, hey, hey, tip of the cap, congratulations, Jack. That's your first nugget of the 2024 season that you're just like okay we like this guy you're about you're are yeah. inviting next week but back to Kellyone to um let's just say if he's top five in the SEC in Homer and he's top 10 top 15 in inning pick total inning pick with anything under a five year eight he's getting it right
0: yeah right. I mean I think yeah. so I mean top but I mean, Homer, we really maybe, can't we really can't tell though, because I mean, other players play a big part in this as well. Like, if Peyton Tolley from TCU goes out and hits 28 homers and has a three ERA and leads the team and wins, like,
1: yeah, sure, sure. But I think the, the threshold would be finish top 10 in total inning pick, keep it under a five ERA, because that means you're an impactful player on the mound. Mm-hmm. And then you're, let's just say top 10 in homer, 20, 20 8, 15 to 18 or more homer. Plus 100 inning or 80 inning, whatever on the mound, top 10 in the conference. That's two players in one player. And that's basically a cheat code to win the Golden Spikes.
0: Right. I just hope for the sake of college baseball and the sport, like Jack Caglione stays healthy all year and is able to just not fall into like a slump or like a mental battle. Cause you see it all the time in college baseball. Like it's such a mentally draining sport where you play a weekend series, you go two for 12. And you have to come around on a Tuesday and play against, like, I don't know, Bethune-Cookman. And it's like, dude, if you go 0-4 for 4 against Bethune-Cookman, like, your brain is scrambled eggs. Like, you don't yeah. know how to think going into the next weekend. So
2: And on that, too, like, that's where I think he is really different. Like, if you remember in the College World Series last year, he was not having the best World Series at the plate. Like, I think he was hitting 214 going in to that championship series against LSU. Um, and watching him during BP, like, you could see, like, visibly frustrated. And then what's he doing game one? Hey, he goes two for four. And then in game two, hits two home runs in the first two innings of the game. And, and like, got to interview him afterwards. And he was like, yeah, it was nice to kind of get that proverbial, like, weight off the shoulders. Um, but to me, like, we won. Like, that's, that's all that really matters today. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you're awesome and you're a good dude and just, like, wants yeah. to win. Like, awesome.
0: Yeah. No, that's a that's a great point. Um so let me run through the list. We'll do we'll do the top eleven people here first. Um I'm trying to get into the FanDuel app, but it won't let me. So I might have I to know. just pull it so, up from the article. So the top ten is callione plus five hundred. All right, we gotta fix that right now, dude. It's not Caglione.
1: It's Caglianone. Is it? I, have it's, I been saying it, it wrong? In Italian you say Caglianone. Oh, I forgot you just played Baseball in Italy so G okay. Fun fact for everybody: G L and an I in Italian is like a, um, a like a emphasized L with a slight accent on the G. So, it's Caglianone.
0: Rosetta Stone over here. I love that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say
1: Caglianone for the whole year. If I'm, I'm wrong, I apologize. Cal- it's Caglianone. I, I just but can't say that in the I, I, I can't cats. say that word. <laughs> say it, Caglianone. Calianone, yeah, Calianone. Anyway, On that's a side how you it. of
0: pasta. That's what I want. <laughs> Nick um, Kurt plus <laughs> six hundred. I, I got it. I got it pulled up here. The, the All update right, ben, you, you rattle off the rest. Yeah, so Nick Kurt's plus seven fifty now. Cags uh, was plus four seventy. Um, then You got Weatherholt from West Virginia plus seven fifty. Bazana plus twelve hundred. Tommy White plus fifteen hundred. Charlie Condon plus fifteen hundred. Malcolm Moore plus sixteen hundred. Ethan Petre went. Petri went from off the board to plus 1,700
1: overnight. Ooh. So
0: that's a big jump. Add on to
1: that. That means yeah. Vance Honeycutt dropped a lot because, that mean, Malcolm yeah. Moore jumped him and Petri jumped Vance Honeycutt, who I think did a great play. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Vance Honeycutt's plus 1,900. And then Braden Montgomery and Mike Sirota plus 2,600. We'll stop there and we'll do the rest here in just a second. But, yeah, I mean, right now this early, the lines are moving just based off of money. Like if somebody bet a whole bunch of money yeah. on a guy – like his odds are going to drop or yeah drop lower. Looks like a lot of people are hammering Cags right now cuz he you know plus 470. But um I mean out of that list of guys I just read off like I'm going to go off and well, I'll start as a hater. I don't think Malcolm Moore needs to be this high at all. Um I know Jack loves him and I do too. Like I think he's a great you know a great pro prospect, left-handed hitting catcher from Stanford and um you know has some power numbers but when when you think of Golden Spikes, like you have to think of like an explosive player, like an absolute game changer, and like Malcolm Moore does not have the best reputation as a defender behind the plate yet. I know I'm sure he worked on it all summer, all fall, but I just don't see him as a Golden Spikes winner. Like he could put up a good year, but I think he hit like 320 last year, like 17, 18 homers. Uh, I think he's gonna have to take a big jump to be in that group of guys that I just listed off because. I think the other – I think everybody else on that list is like explosive, electric, like could easily
1: win the award. So, I mean, let's just say, Cali Kurt, Weatherholt, I would put Honeycutt in this group. Better get, they, can, they can hit a single, fire up the home dugout, get everybody going, steal second base, base knock the right field, they score, they head first dive, Everyone going crazy in, in, in a big-time game. That's when I visualize the a golden spike guy. Gillian Did you leave Bruce. off Bazana?
0: Yeah. You meant Bazana too, right? I meant
1: Bazana. Bazana. Yeah. Okay. It's like, how are you <laughs> going to say that without his name? Guys. Yeah. Keep going, sir. So, Callianone, is only the favorite because he has power, and everyone loves power in baseball now, and he pitches with flame-throwing stuff. So, he's got power. Kurt not going to be a guy that's going to steal a lot of bags. Not a versatile guy. He's just a big bopper who can play first base at a high level. He really can hit. So when you think of Weatherholt, Bazana, um, Condon can maybe get in there. Petri, not so much, but Honey, because those are my three like versatile guys that if they steal 30-bag, put up 20-plus home run, push that 350, 375 average area, those guys are going to get a lot of attention.
2: See, to me, the, the name that you did leave off, that like if I were – Hypothetically, invest my money into one college baseball player. To me, like, I, I think the value for Tommy White is nuts. Like, it felt mm-hmm. like he had a bad year last year because there was so much praise on Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens that you forgot about the guy that hit a ho hum 345. I think it was, yeah, he hit 375 last year and 105 RBIs. You want to talk about a guy that fires up the first base dugout, like, that he's got a tiger tattooed on his forearm, like Tommy tanks. I think is the embodiment of the Golden Spikes. Like that plus fourteen hundred. Like I might go like make a down payment on a mortgage. Like that's the guy right there,
0: dude. And oh. he, he was playing hurt last year. Like he dislocated his shoulder the first weekend, and he he missed a bunch of games too. Like he had a, over a hundred RBIs and probably missed ten games. And wasn't
2: 24 Jimmys with a bad shoulder, and he's still right center like he's mm-hmm. crazy to me. Let
1: exactly. me play devil's advocate here. All the attention, Paul Skeen, gone. Dylan Cruz, gone. All the attention is on Tommy Tanks now. Right. Because he – okay, he's done it before at NC State as freshman year. He was the talk of the town week in and week out. He's been in the spotlight. He knows how to do it. He went to LSU, kept – doing damage at the plate don't get me wrong he still had a top 10 year out of all those guys but third year lsu he's got a draft aspirations he's got a lot of things going on spotlights on him 110 percent now correct it's hard to produce three straight years yeah, but he's built for the spotlight, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just playing double advocate yeah. here. So no,
2: I I should love that point, too. And that's kind of like – like I think Malcolm Moore is a bona fide first-rounder. Like, the swing to me, close your eyes, is literally Adley and Bruchman. Like, I think they're very similar. But to me, like, no Braid Montgomery. Like, all of a sudden, like, that lineup changes when you are the central focal point. in lineup either. So you're not protected. There's who's hitting behind you. Like, if I'm game planning from a rotation – all I have to focus on is making sure that guy doesn't beat me. Mm-hmm. I think that LSU offensively lost, like, yeah, we lost Dylan Cruz, but like they also lost Cade Beloso. And, uh, the uh, like, they lost, yeah, and, and they have, what, I think six bats drafted out of that lineup. So you're going to ask a lot about a guy like Michael Braswell who's going to show into town. But they also still have Malazzo and Hayden Dravinsky So I think that those veterans can kind of, like, help coach him through it. But, to Ben's point, like I, I don't know if there's anybody that loves the spotlight like more. Like I, to mm-hmm. me, it's the biggest home run in the history of the College World Series. Like to me, it's to do that. Yes, I, I, think you're right. Three years of college baseball, like to put up those numbers is astronomical. But he's on pace to do what like Rendon did at Rice, like do things mm-hmm. that no one's ever seen before. And you're like, wait, how did he? 374, 24 jimmies with no shoulder is bonkers. And I, I yeah. think he's that guy.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm not worried about him at all. I think he is, uh, I mean, I think he's the most ready hitter in in, in college baseball. Like, I think you could put him in an MLB lineup and he'd he hit 220, harder. 230. Like he just has very few weaknesses. Um, I'm going to throw a name out there that like could have possibly won the award last year that not a ton of people are talking about, but J.J. Weatherholt from West Virginia. I'm going to read his numbers. Yes. 449, 24 doubles, 16 homers, 60 RBIs, and 36 stolen bases. And he wasn't a finalist last year. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. Like
1: Any other year, I think he wins it. And he's coming back. Is it crazy that he, he would not, a transfer portal guy, going to somewhere in the SEC and stuff like that? He stayed oh, I respect in the, the hell out of that. He's dating the country. Yeah. He stayed up in the West Virginia mountain the mountain. Yeah.
2: I you know, I had the opportunity to interview him when he was playing for Team USA this summer. Um, and it's like I, I asked him, I was like, hey, dude, what's it like to not to say that West Virginia isn't that, but when we're playing for Team USA, you're playing with the best of the best. I said, what's it like to play with this many dudes? Right? Like, what's mm-hmm. it? And he was like, dude, I'm so excited to take some of the things that I've learned from a guy like Michael Nassi at Wake and take them and like re-implement them back at West Virginia. Like, I'm so stoked. To learn some like hitting things from Charlie Conant and what they talk hitting philosophies at Georgia, and take them back to Morgantown and talk to them with my boys. I was like, same thing. Like, dude, you're you're this young and already like excited to like help coach up the guys around you up there. Like, at, talk about a guy not wanting to leave. Like, that's so cool to me that he's yeah. already like, oh man, I, this is how we're gonna make West Virginia premier blue blood powerhouse. I was like, that's sick. Like, I don't think a lot of guys think like that. That guy's crazy. That's, that's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, um, here's another name. I mean, Nick Kurtz. I mean, this weekend team started their inter-squad scrimmaging. And it felt like v- Wake Forest Baseball Analytics, that account, was tweeting out, Nick Kurtz, 109 off the bat, line drive off the right field wall. Nick Kurtz, you know, three-run bomb, 425 feet. Like, he is unbelievable in the and box. Like
1: Keep in mind who he's facing. He's facing arguably the number one pitching staff in the country.
0: Yeah, and he just is – Obliterating baseballs this early. Like he he's one of those guys that takes up the whole batter's box because he's just so big. Like his legs are so long, his arms are so long. And dude, it's a pretty sight when the wind's blowing out 30 miles an hour. They play in a small field, 310 down the lines, and he just launches a ball and nobody turns around. Like nobody on defense even <laughs> turns around to watch.
1: All right. Let's take this one step further. Callionone, Kurt Weatherholt, Badana, Tommy White, or the field. Oh, shoot,
0: what kind of odds am I getting? Just even odds, both?
1: Let's just say yeah, let's just say even odds.
0: Um I think they all follow us on Twitter. So I'll take the field and I will DM them all. Just say, hey, just don't you can be good this year. Just don't be good. Don't be great.
1: <laughs> hey man, anyway, do that give me, me, me a solid. You say that say that for Pro ball. You've done enough in college. Yeah. take it easy this year. Hey, you're, Don't you're, playing get hurt.
0: Against NCAA, you're playing against NCA&T this week – or in this uh, this midweek. Like, just take the game off. Say you're sick. Say your tummy yeah. hurts. Hey,
1: hey, hey. Say your tummy hurts. Um, uh, <laughs> load management on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I, um,
2: Dimitri, that's a good point. I'm curious of, of all of those guys that aren't on that list. Like, if you had those five versus the field, who's your dude that, like, might surprise you and get you?
1: Dude, I mean – I, I'm I like Vance, I'm a Vance Honeycutt guy. He's a center fielder. He's athletic. He's fast. He's got some juice. He already went through a sophomore slump a little bit last year. He wasn't like uh, I mean I, I don't have a number in front of me, but I don't think he was elite level in terms of right. numbers. Um, I think he started out really slow last year. Sophomore slump is normal. Happens to the best of, um, of guys. So Vance Honeycutt is a dude. Seaver King, I really don't know much about him. I just oh, know okay. his draft profile. I just have never seen this guy play with my own eye. I like to trust my own eye. A lot
0: of people haven't. Yeah, he played Division Two baseball eyes. last year.
1: I would steer clear for now. Let him play for two, three weeks. Let me see what he's got, and then I'll come back to that one. Shout, Yesevic, shout out to Winkin, Yesevic, pitcher, and a mid-major is it's nearly impossible. You He has to go 13-0 and with a sub-1 ERA, Chris Sale-like stuff. Who are you talking about here? Yesovich. Oh, you savage! Yeah. How do you say what is it, Yestavage or Yes Savage? Actually I say, I say savage because I think that's
0: a sick name. But dude, I'll tell you, I think he good. does have you're, a you're path. Bad. Dude, Trey Savage has a path. I, I think he's going to be their Friday night guy this year. I think he's going to be in the rotation. Did not know that until like two days ago. And dude, the American conference is down. Like if ECU is like, you know, a national seed, he goes 13 and 0 with like a 1.5 ERA. Like people are going to love to okay. vote for him. I think he's 100%. got a path. I see it too. He doesn't have to face SEC talent or ACC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve talent every single weekend.
1: Chris failed like stuff. Like yeah. you have to put up those kind of numbers. Yeah. That's like the benchmark for me for a mid major guy or a non power five arm to win it. Who
0: was I, the? I was uh, curious. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Jack. Mine was going to be no, stupid.
2: I, no, I was just thinking, like, if if Skeens didn't do it last year as a pitcher, like, what numbers would you need, like, from a dominant standpoint? And the one guy that keeps standing out to me is the dude who would probably finished the season on the mound hotter than anybody is Chase Burns. Like, if Chase yeah. Burns, as a starter, because he's for sure going to start at Wake, instead of coming out of the back end, gets the innings and volumes, puts up Skeens's esque numbers, right? Like, being in the ACC, like Dimitri already said, he's like, this is like, is going to be a powerhouse. Like, he to me is super, super interesting because I think. From a build standpoint, he's very similar to Skeen's. He's got the wipe outsider. He could strike out, it feels like. shows Oh, mm-hmm. dude. And he's like, he's captivating, right? Like, he had, like, he was a part of that Tennessee team that, like, really made you hate him a little bit. And he's got that edge where he, he's like, I don't care. And he brings that to Wake, which makes him really interesting. So it's like, if I were to had, if I had to hang my money on an arm, that would be my guy.
0: Yeah. I think there's only two. Ar- I agree with that 100%. I wrote about it in the article, too, where I was yep. like, Chase Burns definitely has the Paul Skeen's potential. Like, he could go out and, like, if he, if this Wake Forest pitching lab and this, you know, the coach Muscala and all of those guys, like it, it's been working for a while. Um, but if they could fix Chase Burns to be anything like Paul Skeens, like he could win this award. The the other arm that I think has a legitimate shot is Hagan Smith from Arkansas. Like he's 97 to 100 all fall and last weekend in the pre spring, lefty, uh, yeah, left handed starting pitcher. And I mean, he's electric too. Like when he's on his A game. I mean, he was like pound for pound with skeins. That I mean, one you remember
1: that game. You remember that game. It was Hagen Smith and who was the other lefty from Arkansas that piggybacked him? Do you remember uh, what game I'm talking I, about at LSU at the box? They mm-hmm. they caught, they cut him off so bad. They cut their ass up. It was Hagen Smith <laughs> and the other lefty from Arkansas. Um, either, Anyway, he does that night in and night out every Friday night in the FCC. Hagan Smith will be in that conversation hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I just don't know. Like I I I think Josh Hartle's good for Wake Forest. He, he's got odds. Yeah, I don't think yeah, uh, that
1: is factor. That change yeah. buttons, swag, that emotion. Yeah. Like you need to show a little bit of that ooh, like that. Yeah, like, we say all this. Be, yeah.
0: We say all of this and just remember who won it in 2021. Kevin Copps, like the least emotional, yeah, yeah. least I mean, electric yeah, stuff. Kevin
1: to would flex his arm and like scream when he came out of a big jam. He showed emotion. I mean, most guys do, but I feel like that's I feel like that's like the sixth factor in the voting. You know how they say five cool guy. You know, like, stuff yeah. like that? you got to have the
2: sixth factor. Demetri, what you're trying to Dimitri, what you're trying to say is, does he move the needle like a guy? like that does in the damn baseball, Does he move does, the, the uh... needle like Ben <laughs> does?
0: All right. Um, who, who was runner up in 2021? Like, who, who was Cops's competition for the Golden Spikes? I cannot Is that even remember. The on here? No, no? so. Who?
1: Who was before Langford, Wyatt Langford? Oh, um, the other big time hitter at Florida. Dude, I'm so mad. With I, have it, I have it pulled up. But as I'm pulling it up, another guy. Hey, people, this guy it got it. Dakota Jordan. For Mississippi State. Oh, yeah, dude, his and odds are he, way too he, big. If he keeps running, <laughs> the ball running into his barrel enough times this year, I mean, you know duty noble. You can park balls all over that stadium. Yeah. And he's got that line drive, got that, that juice off the bat like Dylan Cruz does. I mean, I'm not saying he's a polished of a hitter, but think about Mississippi State. Big old power hitter like that. He will get national attention really quickly.
0: Him and Hunter Hines both. Like they're hitting back to back in the order. Like, pick your poison. Like, do you want the do you want the righty that can hit the ball 400 feet? Or do you want the lefty that, that can hit the ball 450 feet? Like that I, I do think Dakota Jordan has a a real shot to win it. If he has like an Ivan Melendez type of year, 30 plus homers, you know, they go to you know regional, super regional, whatever it is. But um, he's a really good hitter. Like he's somebody that was born to hit a baseball.
1: Yeah. So going back to 2021, Kevin Kops won it. Lighter and Kumar were fi- the, the other two finalists. Um, that's right. And then you had Tanner Allen. You had uh, Colton Kowser that year. You had Jace Young, Nico Cavadas. Um, and then you speaking remember that of, speaking of Ford?
0: balls at Mississippi State, uh, Nico Cavadas yeah.
1: still owns that.
2: Oh, he owns God. the whole ballpark.
1: <laughs> hey, you remember that pitcher from Fordham? He had a sub, one five ERA, uh, Mikulski. That yeah, remember on Friday night, that absolutely tore. It's impossible. It's, it's nearly impossible to win it.
2: Dude, a... That guy was the greatest, but no one can convince me otherwise. That guy, I you could have given me a boat paddle, and I, I, I hat tricked in the first three at bats, and I was yeah.
1: like, that guy. Oh, he was so. good. and um was, the a uh, semifinalist that year too. So yeah, I mean, you just, you have to beat a lot of every year. There's a couple hitter that it just makes it so hard for a pitcher to win.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it's gonna be interesting. Let's run through the names on the back half of that list. Um and if we somebody, forgot someone forgot something, I'm sorry. But um let's see, pulling it back up. So Shane, we'll start at the bottom at 50 Tyson
1: to one. Neighbor, Rodney Green.
0: Yeah, Tyson neighbors, 50 to one. You know, he's gonna be a I think he's gonna close for Kansas State. But I've heard some things he he's might be a starter. A, he's, their, he's their X
1: factor out of the bullpen.
0: Yeah, I know, but I've heard like by the end of the year he'll be a starter. So we'll see. Um Rodney Green Jr. Kid from Cal. I mean, looks like King Griffey Jr., like just awesome swing, great player. Uh, Peyton Tolley, two way player last year at Wichita State, transfers to TCU, like 50 to 1 for him seems like good value. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Kozart, catcher, NC State. Cam Smith, third baseman, Florida State. Will Taylor, he's a um, uh, Clemson, Cam Camarella, Clemson. Dimitri, don't you like Caleb uh Lomavita? Isn't that you? I do, I
1: do like him. I do think he's a really good hitter. Um it's just you i just know how it is. And this is not me. This is just the national narrative. It's really hard for a Pac-12 player to win if they're not a top five pick in the draft kind of guy. Well, dude, Andrew Vaughn won it, Adley Rutschman yeah. won it. Okay, oh, Wait, who? Andrew? oh yeah, but those guys were those guys were top ten picks in the draft kind of guy. They were Everyone knew who they were. They had an unbelievable year and they won. A guy like Loma Vida is probably a borderline second round pick. Second, he's probably a top three pick right now today, maybe. It's hard for you to move that far up the tier list of getting into that. But I mean, of course, to be a 30 homer season. But you know how hard it is to hit 30 home runs on the West Coast? Fields are big, pitching is usually really good across the board in the conference. It's just hard. It's just really hard to do put up an offensive year like some of the Cracker Jack Parks in the Southeast.
0: That's dude, <laughs> that's a fact. Um speaking of Cracker Jack Parks in the Southeast, Shane Lewis from Troy. Big right field wall, but yeah. pretty short over there. He hit twenty seven last year, right? Yeah. People forget he's a switch hitter. Crazy. I know. Dog. I, I think hey. I think it's gonna take a lot for him to win it, but he does come into the year
1: with a lot of hype. Like Someone Troy's gonna said- be good. Someone said this, not me. I didn't say this. Did Peyton Tully the Walmart version of Callionone? Don't say Walmart version, man. I uh, I I didn't say this. I saw this somewhere on Twitter. The
0: the kid down the down the road for me at this 8U coach pitch league, or maybe not 8U, let's say 9U. Like he could be Walmart version. Like a nine year old could be a Walmart version of CAX or Otani. Peyton Tully is a damn good player, dude. Like
1: he is like he could have a better year this year. Like he, he could, could not well far off. I didn't so. say that. I just saw it, and I was just getting people's opinions on it.
0: Right. Hey, if you see anybody on Twitter this year say that he's a Walmart version, oh, I screenshot report and block a and screenshot. No, 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 no. screenshot for screenshot. receipt. We like receipt. We will not stand for this. No way. He's a dude. He's a damn good player. Like he, like, like I said, fifty to one odds on him is great value. Yep. Um, let's mean. see what did I leave off. Yeah, we already talked about Chase Burns, 37, or plus 3,700, crazy. And
2: Candarello. Know.
0: Yeah, Canarello, I don't know, can win the award, plus 4,800. He just doesn't have any power, but he is an exciting yeah. player to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I'll throw a name out there, and people might think this is hate or disrespect, but I, I don't think that – I wrote about it too, and nobody, nobody challenged me on it, but I don't think Brody Brecht can win this award. I don't think he can.
1: Why? You why? why if, if thank if you for Brecht, asking if yes, if Yesovich, East Carolina had the chance to win it, Brody Brecht should have an even higher chance to win it. If you think I will tell you why. <laughs> I'm glad you
0: asked. Um, now this is all this is all speculation. This is all like how my brain thinks. Brody Brecht is like almost a guaranteed first rounder. And you're playing at Iowa, right? Where it's you know, not a, I mean, they're a great baseball program. Like, highly respect them. I highly respect the program, but they're going to protect his arm this year, because the last thing you want is somebody throwing 104 miles an hour to get tired and you know pitch a bunch of innings, and then at the end of the year he's throwing 96, 97. That hurts his draft stock. I mean, I I, I would respect him if he went out there and tried to win a national championship with the Iowa Hawkeyes and you know win a Big Ten title, throw seven, eight innings every weekend. Um, but when you're when you're thinking about money, like in the first, I mean, he could. You could be a top five
1: pick this year, throwing a 104 miles an hour. Chase Burns is going to be on inning limit. Is Hagen Smith going to be on inning limit? Is Thatcher Hurd going to all of a sudden be on inning limit? Trey yes, going to be on inning limit? No, they could. Well, I'm hard. saying they could. A hundred percent, they could. So, so why does Brody Barrett have no shot of winning? it? you said ten minutes ago, some of those guys have a shot. I'm because Brody I think right because
0: now. I think I was going to protect him. Like I'm saying, like I think right. that program and that staff will protect him. Because like if Chase Burns goes down, Tennessee's got twenty twenty-five graduates, twenty twenty-six graduates that are already signed, Tennessee. and committed to the team. What? Tennessee. Yeah, I'm oh sorry, wait for us. I, I was thinking yeah, Chase Jake Burns. Argument's invalid. It's over. You don't know. What you're no, talking about. no, I'm just saying like this no, is I mean, Iowa's yeah. golden child to have a top five overall pick. Like he's and his arm motion is so violent, his slider is so violent. Like it just takes like one hiccup and his draft stock goes from top five pick to Second
2: round.
0: Different. No, but it's it's different though.
2: It's different. I, I'll, I'll tell, tell you it's why. From as an arbitrator in this situation, Thank I you. think that if if Iowa isn't a chance to host a regional, that Mertie Breck is going to be their guy. He's going to be their horse. Thank you. The they do Thank that you. for sure. For sure, Demetri, I'm with you on that. Counter argument: Do you think Iowa has as good of a national championship odds as? Tennessee, Florida, and LSU—like the three guys you just named—like no, yeah. you know what I mean. So I think Iowa knows that like he's his future maybe at the forefront versus where like LSU's got to worry about going and winning a Natty this year, right? Like that's why Thatcher Hurd's going to be okay.
1: Like- so Brody Breck's season will end three weeks earlier. His innings will be down twenty-one innings. Let's just say they go seven innings, three starts each in Regional Super in Omaha. That's twenty-one innings minimum. Brody Breck will have left in that, and he doesn't have to chase a national champion. He'll pitch until Iowa's season right. is over.
2: I agree. Yeah, I agree. But if they're not think, a national like championship
1: contender, he'll be there at the end with them. He'll fall or ride with the Hawkeye.
0: Hey, look, I hope I'm wrong. I'm just saying I believe
1: Iowa's going to be very careful with them. That's fine. That's awesome. but you have to keep that same energy for some of these other guys. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? I've probably
0: been wrong the most out of anybody here on this podcast um, since 2019. I, I mean, I
1: had a, coloss- a colossal f- failure of a decision last year saying Wake Forest wasn't very good. And I'm just putting that <laughs> yeah. back out in the universe because yeah, I did you know, something about to me this year.
0: Well, you know what you did. You just motivated them last year.
1: Like they had yeah. your. your but they totally cared story. about my opinion. They totally cared. <laughs> they about my had opinion. your. They
0: had your face on their on their bulletin board. They would slap it before they took the field every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but um, but like career. like like I'm saying, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> move on from here. But, Bertie Breck, I hope I hope you hear this, dude. I'm rooting for you. Like I love. I'm actually probably the biggest Big Ten supporter on the pot. I think the Big is going to be good this year. I hope you have an unbelievable season. I hope you win the Golden Spikes. I'm just telling you, I don't think you will.
2: Just don't think you will. Ooh.
0: <laughs> I just don't think you will. I just
2: think will. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh,
0: I might actually have to bet on him now. Cause I Yeah, you know, I was
2: gonna say just to hedge hedge the, just hedge to, the, the edit right here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, the classic social media trick of like talking bad about somebody and then once they, they win a big game, whatever we, you just post the along? ticket, be like, Well, I bet on him. So like <laughs> I, I was right. Um did we leave anybody else off? Or oh, Thatcher Heard. I mean, I think Maybe. It's like, fun, it would take a miracle yeah. season for him to win it, but, like, last year he looked pretty good at the end of the year. So,
2: build off that. There's Yeah, there's one I don't know if we've hit yet, but I, I, I'd i like to say, I know, Demetri, you wrote about him in November. I, I've been hands-on with this program since May, but I, have, have we talked Sirota yet? Oh, no, we have not.
1: No, have not.
2: Demetri, you, you wrote about him in November. here,
1: objectively speaking great player great program they can do a lot of winning which i'm let's be honest winning matters than winning golden spike if your team is not a super regional caliber team it's really hard to yeah. win this award you have to break records in every dimension
2: so Rota, here's i'm just gonna uh, be honest
1: it's really hard for him to win that
2: sirota see here's my hot take and it it maybe we'll break down the conferences yeah. No, I'm saying that I think that if Northeastern goes out and wins 40 games, they're pre-ranked top 25. Like, it feels like I can't be like the guy that was like, yeah, but I've been on them forever because now, like we mentioned, the college baseball trend, everybody's all over Northeastern. Like, I knew they were going to be the underdog. Here's my hot take. I think the CAA might be better than the Big Ten. I think the CAA is loaded this year. I don't
0: know if that's a hot take. I think
2: that's a very good debate. not a hot take at all. I was going to say, and for me, like when you look at Northeastern, UNC, Wilmington, both teams that made the, the tournament last year, Campbell now in the CAA is an absolute fucking wagon. The College of Charleston has got the CAA Shohei Otani. He's the CAA Hey Cole Mathis, who dominated Cape Cod, had the opportunity to broadcast all his games last year. He's a freak. So you got the Cougs. And then Elon who, by the way, just every year shows up and wins games. And that, and that's five teams that, like, I felt like last year could all make an argument to get in. So, to me, that's where, like, I think the strength of the CAA this year could help a guy like Sorota. And he's also got a dude who I, we talked about a little bit before the podcast. But Cam Baldonado is the most exciting freshman that played college baseball last year. I mean, he had 15 jacks and 32 backs. Like, to have a guy that sits next to him in right field who hits behind him in a lot of, like, they, you could make an argument because I do think the C.A. is that good.
0: No, I'm, I'm right there with you. So let me say this about Sirota. He's got a path because who's, a, who's an outfielder who came in with a lot of preseason hype and played at a mid-major and won the Golden Spikes?
1: Dimitri? Mild um, Brewis or something?
0: Close. It was our former teammate, <laughs> Kyle Lewis. Um, oh, Kyle University. Lewis. 2016, tore up the Cape Cod League the summer before and came into the season with a bunch of hype. No, we did not make a regional. No, we did not make a super regional, but he was the best player in college baseball. will never let first. it happen again. Why? You don't think the Golden
1: Spikes will ever let it happen again? I don't think they'll ever let it happen again to that degree. That I mean, Kyle was as electric as you can get from an offensive standpoint, the, the, the award is becoming, I mean, of course, been popular since its inception in whatever year the 80s, 90s. College baseball just getting more and more popular. Same thing with the Heisman Trophy. It's just becoming, it's not an objective anymore. It's not uh, an objective award anymore.
2: It's it is that reason. Popularity contest. Yeah. It is that reason, Dimitri, that I would, instead of your top five guys versus the field, I would say, I would bet everything I had that a Team USA member wins that award this year.
0: thats We're going to have to keep note on that because yep. that was the first time I ever heard that theory, and I love it. Yeah, A little insider trading almost. I'm so,
1: hey, hashtag wait to see, but I got to finish. You forgot one team in the CAA. The pitching yep. staff that Mason McRae built, the William and Mary tribe. Yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout him. out. Sure. I just wanted to give him a shout out. I'm not sure. being here.
0: <laughs> well, He mean, technically, he went to uh, VCU. He wasn't even a William and Mary guy.
2: Yeah. Well, hey, if He's we're analytical talk guy. He told him who were talking good, who good. What'd you say, Jack? I said, we're going to start talking A10. If you're going to mention VCU, don't let me get on my high horse <laughs> and tell you that I will absolutely. <laughs> taking
0: We on uh, the best team in the A10, the George We will Patriots talk A-10. A10. We will talk A10 next week. <laughs> um, so as we transition here into teams that could make Omaha, betting on them, whatever. Uh, next week's show is going to be a banger. Like we're going to go through all 30 conferences, pick our winners. Uh, we're going to pick Omaha eight. We'll do all the fun stuff. You know, all those awards. There just really wasn't a ton to talk about on this episode, other than just betting. Like everybody's interested right now and the odds, like who can they get futures on this and that. So we'll, we'll save next week's episode as like the big, big banger. Um, Are there any names that are, that is not. So how do I phrase this question? I think it's very, very likely that there could be a name pop up and win this award, the golden spikes award that is not on this list. Like a guy we've never even heard of possibly like a junior college transfer, maybe somebody from, uh, or maybe a freshman, maybe somebody that's transferring from D2, D3, whatever, that's a superstar, and we just have no idea. So, like, I'm sure there's going to be guys added on later in the year, maybe after the first weekend. But, like, for example, like, nobody knew who Tommy White was his freshman year at NC State. He goes off and hits eight homers in his first seven games, like two grand slams. And then it's like, whoa, who is this kid? So, the
1: winner might not okay. even
0: be on the list right now.
1: I'll give you five guys that are not on this list that I think could have a shot. Jack mentioned one of them, Cole Mathis from um, College Charleston. Yeah. The major guy. I'm not saying they can win, I'm just saying guys that could make some noise and get on people's radar, and maybe a semifinalist or whatever, mid-what mid, do they call it mid-season semifinalist for golden spike, something like that. There's the watch list and then the semifinalist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He'll be he could be a watch list guy. Um Colby Shelton from Louisiana could be a, a watch list guy, semifinals maybe. Um,
0: Wait, who? Uh, Kyle DeBarge. You said Colby Shelton, who plays for Florida. All right, right?
1: well, Shelton at Florida could be one too, but Kyle okay. DeBarge from, Louis, uh, from Louisiana, sorry. Yeah, for sure. I love that kid. Um, and then Derek Bender from Coastal. Could be a guy if his power numbers go pretty high up this that's year. Really, anybody
0: anybody at Coastal can win it. If you're a position yeah,
1: player, or
0: dude, even if they have a pitcher that throws like a, you know, if they have a pitcher below four ERA, throw him in the Golden Spikes <laughs> category because that's a good pitcher.
1: Hey, you know who's the guy that could come out in nowhere and win it? If he just goes off this year, unbelievable. Another SEC guy, um, Peyton Stovall at Arkansas. Oh, it's the, the, the groundwork is laid out from there. You ball out me at C at Arkansas, you can get your name in New York. You can get a plane ticket to New York and maybe have a shot.
2: Um, I'm going to butcher then, this
0: name, but Jace La- La-Viette, La-Vietta, Yes. how do you pronounce it? Dude,
2: yeah. From Texas a and no, you, you said it right the first time,
1: yeah.
0: Jace laviota dude. Oh, stunning. Jace
2: LaViolette, how do you say it? No, Laviet. yeah, you guys said it right the first time, man. Yeah. Dude, he's a fun one. He is literally Cody Bellinger reincarnated when they play him in center. I love that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he could win it easily.
2: All right. And you know know what's a good one about that,
1: too? He's a Team USA guy. Team USA guy. Hear the name. Let me ask you that. A lot of people think he has the shot or he should be recognized at the potential. I love him from a leadership standpoint. He is the quarterback for South Carolina, Cole Messina. I don't so, think he's gonna put up the offensive production to be a finalist, but that
2: guy could be a watchless guy, he could be a semifinalist guy. That was gonna be my pick. I, I was I was gonna curious Ben's Jace was a great one because I think because of his ability to run at six five, six, six and play center field is so different. Demetri, here is where I think that Cole was a, a really good defensively. If it wasn't for Kyle Teal at Virginia, I think he's the best catcher in the country last year. I think he is the best catcher in the country this year. I know D1 Baseballs came out today and said he was our first-team All-American guy. He's one of those guys that, remember last year, Dimitri, like early on, he had like 14 home runs in like the first like two weeks, and he's like that sexy pick where everyone's like, dude, he's going nuts. Like, this guy's <laughs> crazy. He went on like a Tommy White run his freshman year where really he just went bonkers. To me... And again, I'm a little bit biased because he's for the brand, for the pencil, but he was hurt his freshman year. So really like he's just now getting into the full swing, swing of things in college baseball. And like to me, getting that like if all the attention's on Petri, like I, I think that Cole could hit twenty five plus home runs. Like he did it in high school. He did it last year. He can hit twenty five home runs in that lineup. Um and and I think with the defensive tool, which is what makes him such a like I think unique uh, MLB prospect, because I do think he's an MLB catcher, um, dude. I, I think he could be like one of the last men standing. That would be my guy, not on the list.
0: I bet his name pops up with odds at some point this season because you're right. Like he he is such a like, I don't even want to say streaky hitter, but when he's hot, like it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. And like he'll, he's due for at least one hot streak this year, so I, I like that pick a lot too. Um, any other names we want to throw out there? Or we want to move on to the to get to Omaha futures.
2: Can I'm before we move on? Can I all right? Because Dimitri, you you crushed the back end stuff. I want to see how much pull 11.7 has because Ben clearly just got that big swing and dick energy. Dimitri, I want you to write a little blog about your five guys, and if they show up on the freaking uh odds list, I'm gonna freak out. It's gonna be awesome.
1: All right, do it, uh, do, we'll, do we'll it.
2: Try it out. We'll try it odds. out. We'll test
0: the waters. Copycat league. Everybody knows that. Um, all right. So these odds aren't as fun as uh, to win the College World Series. Like, basically, you're betting on a team to win a super regional. Like that is the description here. Like Wake Forest at minus one twenty-five. Sure. Like go ahead and bet it. Like if you want. But for me, that just doesn't. Too many things have to go right for that to happen. For uh, minus one twenty-five. Like I'm just not touching it. Same thing with like Florida, LSU, Arkansas, TCU, Tennessee, like between the plus 100 and plus 120 range. I'm not betting that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, boys. Like, that's not, it's not stirring the pot for me. Like, I want to see <laughs> some long shot bets because, I mean, last year, I bet Oral Roberts was probably 25 or 30 to 1 to get to the College World Series. So, for like a scale purpose, we'll start at the bottom here. Like, you have Penn State at – hundred and twenty four to one. So you bet a dollar if they make it to Omaha, you win hundred and twenty four. So big long shots. So like nobody at the bottom really like interests me. Like Penn state Pitt, Cal Cal state, Northridge, UC San Diego, like maybe UC San Diego at plus like plus 10,000. So a hundred to one, like that's tempting. I think they're going to be really good this year. Samford Rutgers, Ohio state, Sac state, Wichita state, vcu san diego state illinois charlotte baylor like those are all greater than 50 to 1 i think if i had to pick one of those like maybe throw some money on charlotte like i know they dude, they have they like had
1: 31 a, new players this year it's not happening
0: yeah 31 it's, new players but like they actually got really good recruits i don't know like
1: you, you're not are. you're not you're not winning omaha without any type of team chemistry unless no, this GSA is not team. winning this is not winning omaha it's just getting there like win a super regional Oh, oh, okay. Either Okay, they're not making any – I still stand on that. They're not making Omaha. Unless they create a world record fastest team chemistry I've ever seen, it is hard to put 31 new guys and create a lineup of nine guys together and get that far. I mean, you have, you have a lot of luck. has to go your way to put that many new players together on the field. I'm going to need you to calm down
0: because I did not say they were – I'm not saying I'm betting this. I'm just saying, like, if I had to pick one of those teams that – most yeah, of these teams are was, booty butt cheeks. Like well, don't
1: give them bad advice. Don't even put it in their
0: head that like I would it. I would probably hey, take a shot with Charlotte. I don't know.
2: We're odds it enough. I like it. Come on, keep going. Well, I can no, feel the dream.
0: I'll spin I mean, it. I'll spin it so I win this argument, Dimitri. Uh yeah, you said they have thirty-one new players. They do. Well, I know that most of these teams below them are returning most of their players, and they were bad last year. So at least we have a shot. Maybe the new players aren't bad. I
1: swear to God, if Charlotte makes Omaha, I'm going to be so pissed now. Yeah, this is (laughs) going to be happy Uh, for them. I'm going to be, I'm going to be super happy for Woodward. I'm going to be happy for those guys. Unbelievable compliment. But personally and selfishly, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. So I did all that lead up just to say, like,
0: if we were going to put our $1,000 bet down, it would probably not be on any of those teams. Actually, I, I will say for a fact, we will not be betting any of those teams unless you guys want to, then I might. I'm no, I'm, we won't. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm going. I'm going. I'm not saying I'm, I. I personally bet Charlotte just out of spite now because I can be awful. Awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a group of guys that are like, you know, Ben and Dimitri and Jack. They just said Charlotte's got no shot. Let's let's put some money on it because these guys are it's usually fake. wrong. That's
1: it's what they're fake, saying. Go ahead and put the disclaimer after you say that. Go ahead and say the disclaimer after that.
0: Yeah, um, but well,
1: let's where's it? Where it? Put your disclaimer wait. out. What's my disclaimer? If You're gonna softly recommend Charlotte. Ooh, these guys don't like them. Maybe they have a shot now. That <laughs> This is not um, a real life advice.
0: This is I not would... real life advice. If you have a gambling p- problem called 1-800-something-gambler, <laughs> I don't know.
2: 1-800-bet-Charlotte. Um, yeah,
0: 1-800. <laughs> 1-800-bet-Charlotte. I don't know how we got on Charlotte there. Um, but look, so we're not going to be taking any like 50 to one teams, right? Like it's just, that's very irresponsible to put $1000 on a team. But I could be talked into a lot of these teams like 20 to 1 or greater. Like Old Dominion 20 to 1. They could do it. Offense is good. You got better pitching this year. Um it's probably not smart to do, but I mean we could do it. Other teams un- below them we have FAU, no. Florida Gulf Coast probably not hey, indiana state said, 22
1: to 1. i was just going to give you a framework of, and tell me if you agree or disagree when i think of a team making omaha i need two good starters i need a absolute workhorse dog in the bullpen and then i need another um like second party arm that he pitched when the, the dog needs a day off this guy you just described 2016 coastal carolina yeah, yeah something that's like the framework i look at when i think of omaha team of course you got to go hot cold hot if you start the year hot and then you go cold i I think you have a great shot but two good starters one workhorse nothing crazy two starters dog in the bullpen and a second secondary arm guy and then obviously a big a a hot lineup with a lot of veteran yeah a loaded
0: lineup so indiana state that kind of like interests me they were what, one game away last year from making it. Now they lost a lot from last year's team, but still a a solid core group of guys that are returning. Cal Poly, not interested. Notre Dame, not interested. Even though Notre Dame did make it just two years ago. People forget. Uh, But just not interested this year. Southeast Missouri State, nope. App State, nope. Georgia Tech, 24-1. to I don't hate it.
1: Their pitching is going to be much, much, much,
0: much better this year. Yeah, much better. And they have probably, like, the best – in my opinion, Drew Burris, uh, he's going to be a freshman outfielder for them this year. He's going to be probably the best freshman in the country. Um, Big hype. Turned down first-round money last year. Going to start immediately for the Yellow Jackets. Like, Georgia Tech's one of those teams that – One of the best offensive teams over the last five years. Yeah, easily. Dude, their offense is always so good. They're going to have a lot of their offense from last year back this year like George Tech 24 to 1 right in Dimitri's backyard in Atlanta. I could I could be talked into that to make Omaha. So,
2: uh Liberty, Louisiana Tech,
0: USC, Wright State, any of those? Uh, I like
1: think maybe USC, but I no.
0: But speaking okay, so USC.
1: Speaking of USC, there's a lot of hype going around USC right now. I'm not buying into it, but it it I can see why they see it. Their pitching could be really good. They have a really good player actually. Often um, often over, really dynamic player could be a could be a dog over there. But they they're talking about USC's pitching, and I'm just not buying into it. But if you do a little more deep dive in USC, you could you might be able to see what I'm talking about. Not a bad value play, but. What has USC done in the past two years to make you think they have a remote shot of making Omaha?
0: Well, I, I mean, they do have the West Coast advantage. Like, they're they're going to be probably sent somewhere on the West Coast that's not a Pac-12 team. So, like, if uh, Santa Barbara hosts a regional, like, USC's got a good shot of getting sent there as a two-seed or three-seed. I mean, winnable regional. You don't have to face you know, the Southeast, which dominates yeah, college baseball.
2: Yeah, but to that point, here's your problem. As a financial sports investor, right, <laughs> I, I can't watch the game, though. I can't watch. I, That's I, true. i got to be able to watch. If I'm That's like 90% percent
0: hours, of the battle there. You, like If you're going to make a bet, you have to be able to watch. That's a great Come point. On. USC's off the table. <laughs> can't watch them, don't bet them. What, what do, do you
1: right, mean? Sir. network is actually probably one of the best streams out there. Yeah, you're a part of us. Now, we pay for Pac-12 streams, or I illegally get them, so I'll take care of you. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. All right, sweet. Yeah, all
2: we'll right, I'm back watch. in. Back in. Did you see how fast that happened? <laughs> okay,
0: here we go. The next three teams here interest me a lot. Like, when I say, like, we're going to take this slow. We're going to slow down here. We've been going really fast all episode. These next three teams, they interest me a lot. Missouri, 30-1. to 1, Georgia Southern plus 3350 and Indiana 35 to 1. I think we need to look at these fellas. 1000 bucks would win over 30,000. Missouri 30 to 1. <laughs> let me talk let me talk everybody into this. They were really good last year. Like, much better than people think. The injuries destroyed them. They were so good. Injuries destroyed them. They get their best reliever back. Sam Horn, who throws 98 miles an hour, also plays backup quarterback. But anyways, that's besides the point. Dude, you get an SEC team 30-1 to to make Omaha? I mean, that is such good value. Because they will not be matched up with another SEC team in regionals. So if they make it as a 3C... Like, let's just say Missouri... Is the 10th team in the SEC. They win a game or two in the SEC tournament. They're a three seed um, going into regionals. I mean, they're going to be sent somewhere probably in the Midwest, maybe out west as a three seed. You win that regional, you get it's just two games away. Two games away,
2: 30 to 1. I'm all the way in. I, and I think so too. Remember, wasn't it the big renovations that kind of like blew up college baseball trendy Twitter? It was like three years ago. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like now is the time that they reap the benefits of that giant investment? I'm all in.
0: Dude, I, I love that. Um I also love Georgia Southern. Plus 3,350. They hosted a regional 2 years ago. Last year was a bad year, but they have some real talent on this team.
1: Like I'm telling you.
0: The Sun Belt's going to be loaded. A
1: team. They had a good team. They had a they had a great team actually. A lot of luck went their way and they had an unbelievable RPI. It, just, it was a trifecta for them that they, everything went their way. They had a good team. And I just, dude, you know, how hard it is. You get your one shot to make Omaha. Yeah. like It doesn't come back again for a very long time.
0: No, I, I agree. And it's kind of the same theory I have here for Indiana. Like I, I straight up think Indiana's going to win the big 10 this year. I think their pitching staff is incredible. Um, They I forgot his last name, but Devin something outfielder, like freak athlete, like one of the most exciting players in college baseball. I think Indiana has a lot of value at thirty five to one. Any opposers?
2: I think it'd be a fun team to root for. I think it'd be a fun team to root for. Yeah, I think Indiana
0: would be a lot. I think they'd be a lot of fun to root for. So that's kind of the long shots there. Um. We'll go below 20 to 1 just real quick. I mean, all of these names everybody's familiar with. Like, where did I leave off? Um, you were in
1: the Indiana, Georgia Southern. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: oh, so I left off at plus 120 Tennessee, and then you got Clemson, Vanderbilt, AM, Texas, Oregon State, Virginia, Stanford, South Carolina. All of them are below plus 200. Probably not. not I, 200. Think,
1: I think for those teams at that point, it's just a personal preference whether yeah, you're a just, fan, whether you're just so bought in on whatever team, you can't go wrong with any of those teams. All I will say from for me, a team like Oregon State, they usually have the path to get there. It's just always that 2 seed SEC team that goes up the core ballot. And if they're hot, it makes it hard for Oregon State. Otherwise, they're going to Omaha. Like they are going to Omaha unless just some team gets in their way. if it's a low odd there's low chance of that happening again so same thing with Stanford Oregon State and some of the West Coast teams. usually the path is there for them to do it yeah so you no, can't yeah, no do two teams. um the formula is the formula like that's just how it is the that's only how Stanford's made it thing like, I can four think years ago making Omaha can you do you think a team could be a national seed and draw an easier super regional or do you think one of the other teams in the area are going to get maxed up with some dog. They're going to be an 8C, 9C, and they got to match up. Like, for example, Clemson has to match up with Vanderbilt or something in a super. Envision that. Now it gets a little messy because you got to kind of geographic. You just get cute with it a little bit um, when yeah. you kind of look at these things.
2: No, I mean, I spot a... on. I have a I have a kind of fun sleeper and and Ben you uh, touched on them when you did the conference standings and we'll talk about them too but I do think because of where they're located can you hear me yeah good uh I, I, my kind of fun sleeper team this year is Kansas State like I feel like Kansas State at plus 750 in the big 12 they've got neighbors who you mentioned as a potential golden spice guy. Kalen Culpepper, I think, is one of the more under, like, he wasn't on that list of guys we just said, but he plays third, short, and second for Kansas State. And Culpepper's, like, it feels like he's one of those dudes that could, like, just, like, totally command an offense. And if, like, the Big 12, like, they get matched up with, I don't know. They run through the Big 12 because the Big 12, I think, from a depth perspective this year with UCF and, like, BYU and Cincinnati, like, they could have a kind of nice record and sleep sleep in, like, I – they could be kind of a weird fun team.
0: Yeah, no, look, Kansas State's got a ton of hype, and like, deservedly so. They got screwed last year, not making the tournament. I uh, I died on that hill. I, I thought they absolutely deserved to be in. So they they got a little chip on their shoulder this year. I will be watching a lot of Kansas State because you're right. Like, they just they're such a fun team to watch, and and like I think their fan base is growing every year like crazy. Like they're starting to really support that team. Games are getting more packed. Um, so they have a lot of momentum, that's for sure. Uh, any other names that you guys are interested in? Like, I like Dallas Baptist plus 800. Um, I talking feel like to we say this here. every year.
1: I feel like we say this every damn year about Dallas They're Baptist. They're due. I feel They're great due. about Dallas Baptist year. I feel great about Dallas Baptist year. 2023, I feel great about Dallas Baptist this year. When the hell are they going to happen?
0: They're due for it, man. I'll bet it until I'm dead. till the day I die. Dallas Baptist going to Omaha. Um, UC
1: Irvine is you UC hey, Irvine is fourteen about, to one. What about a team like Troy or Alabama or Florida State? I'm looking in that range, like that 75 to one to one hundred to one. Wait, what? You're on the wrong odds. <sighs> never mind. Never mind. I'll see you guys next week. Are
0: you, are you talking? You're talking about to win the whole thing. We're just we're talking about to. Get to Omaha, like, Troy's yeah, plus I was looking at the wrong one, whatever. Yeah, dude, I would take Troy 75 to 1 to make it to Omaha. I wish that was a thing, but plus yeah. a thousand.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else for this week. Um, we'll do our conference previews, make all our picks next week. Um, but yeah, that's it for me.
0: Yeah, conference previews next week. Uh, Omaha 8, we'll, we'll do a little draft as well for like Golden Spikes. Like, we'll pick, we did it last year, it was fun. Um, and we'll probably think of something else between now and next Sunday. So y'all enjoy the week. Uh, what is it? 18 days left? 17 days
1: left until the season starts? I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. We are at 17 days, 15 hours, 11 minutes, and 43, 42, 41 seconds and counting until... Yeah,
0: we got we got the, uh, the countdown on our website. So you guys go check out 11.7.com. We've been putting out blogs. We've been putting out... Fun things there. We will have a um, pick them contest and survivor pool again this year. Still trying to iron out the details on who's the sponsor going to be and what the grand prize is going to be, but I promise it will be very, very cool. Like we have a great idea in mind, just got to get someone to sponsor it. So we've been working on that, but uh, y'all take care and uh, we'll see you back next week on Sunday.